Welcome to another episode of Trailer Trash Sports with Liz. Um, goodness, guys, it's uh, it's been a crazy, you know, crazy what past month I think. Um, it just what what's going on in the world? It's just it's it's crazy to me. Um, you know, we're we're all in this together, and you know, we're staying at home. Hopefully, everyone's doing that. Um, obviously. You have to go out and, you know, get your groceries or your, you know, medication or you got to go to work um, if you still are working in this um, time. And, um, you know, I, I really applaud um, the families that are having to stay home with all their kids and, you know, having to homeschool their kids because we all know that's, you know, a tough time. And some of the parents, too, are able to work from home, so trying to work from home with kids... I'm sure it was a struggle. Um, so I applaud, you know, you guys for doing that because I'm sure it's not easy, you know. Um, kids can be a hassle and especially youngins, you know, they're so full of energy and they just love to, you know, be crazy and, you know, loud and, you know, because they don't really know any better yet, you know, because they're not at that age. So I definitely applaud you guys. Um, it's pretty... It's pretty uh, unfortunate that we have to, you know, do this kind of thing. But, you know, it's kind of nice bringing, you know, together families and being able to spend, you know, quality time, you know, with, you know, the people you love. Um, it just sucks that it's in these unfortunate circumstances. And then I also want to applaud the, um, obviously, all the healthcare workers out there, you know, doctors, nurses, um even, you know, the people, the, you know, office assistants, you know, doctor's offices, you know, the dentist people that are still working, um, people in the emergency room that are, you know, having to sit up front and check everyone in and, you know, those kinds of things. And even all the, the people that are still working in restaurants, you know, they're, they're, uh, still being able to make food and get food delivered. So, you know, I know it's a tough time, especially on those kinds of businesses because, Obviously, we can't go out to eat, you know, we can't, you know, we can't go into a restaurant and just be normal and, you know, go, you know, hey, let's go grab a bite to eat, let's go to dinner or something. We can't do that right now, so um, it's still awesome that these restaurants are able to stay open and, you know, get food delivered. Um, but I know it puts a big hurt on them because, like I said, a lot of their money is, you know, being brought in from dine-in and, you know, the, uh, the waitresses and waiters and, you know, the servers and all that, they're... They make a lot of money on tips, and so, you know, I know those people are hurting, and it's just really unfortunate to see, um, you know, stuff like this happen, because, you know, people still got to pay bills, they got rent to pay, they got their car payments, they got their utilities, you know, they have, they, they have to make money somehow, and so luckily, you know, hopefully most of these people are able to either file for unemployment or, you know, find another way to earn money or still be able to work, um... You know, I'm very fortunate in this time that I am able to work and I'm able to work from home. Um, so, you know, I'm really fortunate for that, um, working full-time from home. So it's it's not affecting me as much, um, you know, as it is other people. So, you know, I shout out to you people. I know that it's, you know, you guys are going through a difficult time and, 
you know, I hope this all, you know, can go away soon so, you know, everyone can kind of go back to their normal lives and all that. But I think the scary thing is just not knowing what's going to happen next um, or not knowing when everything could, re like, potentially return to normal or if it even ever will. Um, I don't like thinking negative and thinking that maybe this could be something that will never go away. You know, I don't want to think like that. I want to think kind of positive. Um, because if you think negative, you, you know, you get yourself in those dark thoughts and, and the worst time to get into dark thoughts right now, you know, are times like this when you're so isolated, um, you know, because a lot of people are in it alone and, you know, they don't have family there with them to, you know, kind of support them and be there with them, you know, so they're kind of just doing their, they're doing this thing on their own. And that's when it kind of gets scary because, you know, especially if you, have dealt with, you know, some type of depression or, you know, mental health issues, you know, you might, they might bring you back to a bad place. So I really hope it's not doing that for a lot of those people. Um, it's, you know, kind of a scary thing. And so, you know, just kind of keep your head up and, you know, know this is going to, you know, not last forever. And, you know, we'll get back to normal and we'll be able to do our normal thing and, you know, go see our family and go see our friends and, you know, go out to, you know, eat or, you know, go shopping or, you know, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm only hoping that this just, it doesn't last as long as, you know, some of these people are thinking that it's going to, um, because I know I, myself included, um, I want to return back to normal. And the funny thing is, is I'm a homebody period, like anyways. Um, but now that like we have to stay home, I like, am so bored and I'm like, I want to go do things but it's like that you know like before this I was like I just want to stay home I don't want to go anywhere so um I think it's just the feeling of like being forced to stay here you know like not being able to leave I mean obviously I can leave you know and go to if I need to go to the grocery store or, you know do stuff like that I can leave my house you know and do that but then I come home but I'm trying not to I don't you know unless I absolutely need food I'll go out or, you know, if I obviously have to go do laundry, I'll go do laundry. But I'm doing my part in social distancing because, you know, for me, if I got it, you know, that's one thing. But I think where um, the scary thing is, is knowing if you gave it to someone else and then potentially, you know, potentially like not being okay from it. I think that's what would eat me alive because I would feel so guilty for doing that to someone and someone's family and someone's friend, um, you know, because of my selfishness, I guess. Um, but like I said, if I go to the grocery store and I somehow got it, it is what it is because I, I got to go to the store. I got to get food. I got to eat, you know? Um, but if I just go to the store and then I come home and I don't see anyone, you know, and I don't go to friends' houses and I don't, you know, do that, then I'll be fine because I'll get it, you know, if I do get it and then I, but I won't pass it to anyone else because I won't be going around people. So I'm doing my part and I think that's where, you know, a lot of people don't understand, um, the whole social distancing thing. Cause they're like, well, we can just still go to like friends houses if it's a couple of us or, you know, but it's like, especially if you're going to work or if you're going to the store all the time, you have a high chance of getting it. And the thing is, is like a lot of people could get it 
but they don't know that they have it for up to two weeks. Or you might not even show symptoms at all after that two weeks. So you could be potentially passing this on to other people and not even know it because you don't show any symptoms that you have it. But then you give it to someone and then they show symptoms and then they have to figure out how they got it. So it's just all kind of one big circle. And so the best we can do is, you know, just be so, you know, socially distant. Um, you know, it's hard to find, obviously, if you're home all the time, you get bored. So it's really hard to find like things to pass time. I mean, you can only read so much if you like to read. Um, you can only watch so many movies if you, you know, want to watch all these movies. I mean, there's only so many things you can do, but I think the cool thing is seeing like a lot of these videos of people getting like creative, especially with kids at home and stuff. But I just wish, you know, like people can not only think of themselves because that's obviously really important, but you have to think of others in this situation because you could potentially go out and give it to someone and they can go out and give it to their family or, you know, their kids or, you know, whoever. And I know you wouldn't feel so good inside if you knew you were responsible for, you know, giving it to someone else. So I hope, like I said, I hope this doesn't last long, but as long as we do our part and being social distance from, you know, distant from people, then the numbers are going to go down and it's going to not be as, you know, it's not going to spread so fast. And I think, I hope people start understanding that. I really, really do. Um, but you just, you know, like I said, the scary thing is just the unknown at this point. Um, you know, when people are going to be able to return back to work, uh, when they're going to be able to return back to work, um, you know, and just stuff like that, you know, because it's affecting so many people and it just breaks my heart because, you know, there's already people out there struggling to, you know, meet ends and pay their bills and then all of a sudden all this happens and now they're forced to not work, period. So, um, so hopefully, like I said, hopefully they'll be able to get unemployment and all that and they can, you know, live off of that as much as they can, but sometimes it might not be enough even, you know, I mean... It could be less than what you normally make, so it might not even be enough. So, you know, I just, I feel bad for people in that situation because it, it just sucks. Um, you know, I know it, it, it puts a damper on everything and, you know, stress and all this stuff that, you know, people don't really need in this time. So, but like I said, I'm thankful that I get to work. Um, very, very grateful. Um, I was supposed to you know, work in a building with, you know, about, I think it's like 300 people. And luckily, I think like a week before I was starting training, um, they called me and said, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna make everyone work from home. We got everyone's equipment. So, you know, come in on your start date and get your equipment and set yourself up at home and we're gonna, you know, train everyone from home. So I'm super fortunate because they could have just been like, you know, um, we don't really know what to do, so we're just going to have to put you on hold or, you know, whatever. So then I would have been screwed because I would have been like, well, then I don't have a job. So, um, so yeah, I'm just super, super fortunate to have that. I really, really am. Like, really fortunate. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, um, the last, I think I want to, you know, go into a little more detail, but the last um, year, so obviously, you know, I lost my, um, house in the campfire, so I was back in November of 2018, and then, um, 
I was staying with my aunt for a little bit. And then finally I bought a uh, RV. And luckily um, my aunt's boss, bosses have a property out in the orchard. So they have quite a bit of land. So they were super cool enough to let me um, park my RV on there and stay in my RV on their property. And so I was living in that for over a year. It was like 13 months that I lived in that thing. And then, and let me tell you, I will I hope to God that I never have to be in one of those things ever again because, and I, I'm so fortunate to have had something over, like a roof over my head. So fortunate because I know so many people out there struggled to get housing and are still struggling to get housing even a year and a half later after all this. But it was like the, like there was, there's no room in those things. You can only shower for like five minutes with hot water because there's only, it's a small hot water heater, so it doesn't last very long. And then the bed was uncomfortable, so I was just always having back pain. Um, like all your stuff's in like one space, basically. Like I had some doors that would close my like bed off, but you can't even access your bed all the way around. You have to go like from one side to the other. So it was just a pain and it was so uncomfortable. Like I had, I bought a mattress topper for it. And because the, the mattress that it came with was so thin, my hip was literally touching the, the board that was underneath it. Um, so I bought a mattress topper and that thing was even still uncomfortable. It was like the worst thing I've ever slept on. Um, and then like the cooking in there, I mean, there's not, it's a small space so you can't like, you know, it's really hard to like prep a bunch of food and like cut up a bunch of stuff and do all that. So I had to like kind of cook, you know, like just simple stuff. But then the thing that sucked is everything either ran off propane, like the fridge ran off propane, um, cooking the stove because it was like, you know, gas. Um, and then the heater to heat the RV and then the hot water heater, those all ran off of propane. So depending on the season, like winter, I'd have to have the heater on all the time because it'd be freezing at night. Because, I mean, the walls are so thin in there because it wasn't insulated. So, um, so yeah, so this it's like a tin can, basically, like if you think about it. So it would be freezing in there at night. So I'd have to run my heater all night. So I'd be going through like a, because you just used like the, um, the, like propane barbecue, yeah, uh, propane barbecue tanks, you know, that you just use for your normal barbecue. That's what I was using. So I think those are like a little over four gallons in those things of propane. So depending on how cold it was, um, I would have to run my heater, like basically from like when I got home from work and then up until I would wake up for work because it was so cold in there, I would have to run the heater all night. So I would go through pro propane like every three days and that's like $15 a tank to fill. So add that up, it gets really expensive. So that was like, that sucked because it was like that, you know, the money. And then in the summertime, um, because like I was plugged into their electricity, the house that I was staying at, but they have a huge house. It's like eight bedrooms and like five baths or something like that. Like it's huge because they have, they foster a bunch of kids and 
um, and they have kids of their own and stuff. But, um, yeah, so I was plugged in, like, the electricity into their house, and then, um, but if I wanted to run my AC, I had to, I bought a generator, so I had to hook up to the generator to run my AC, because if I tried to run my AC through their power, then their breakers would blow, so they'd have to, you know, go and flip the switch every time and all that, so, um, so then I just had to run a generator during the summertime, because my dog, I had my dog with me, so he was in there, and so I had to make sure he was cool, because he couldn't, there's no way he could have stayed in there, you know, so, like, if I didn't have him, it would have been fine, I could have just not ran my AC during the day, but during that, the night, I still would have, so I bought a, a generator in order to uh, run the AC during the day and stuff when I was at work, and when I get home, because thankfully during the night, it would cool down, so I just opened up all the windows, and it would be fine, I just had, like, a fan that I would run inside of it, and it was fine, I never had to um, run the generator throughout the night just to keep colder in here, like, you know, keep the temperature down. So, with that, though, um, the generator runs off, runs off gas. So, it would be like, I would get those, uh, what were they? I don't remember the gallon size of the tanks, but, you know, those, like, gas tanks that you have, you know, that people will keep in their trucks if they run out of gas or whatever. Um, so, I'd have those, so I had two of them. So... I would have to um, fill the uh, generator and then the, um, so it'd be like half of the tank, like of the gas tank that I had, it'd be like half to fill it. So then I'd run it from when I'd go to work until when I got home. And then most of the time I'd run out of gas because it was having to turn on so much because of the AC having to kick on all the time because it was, it would just get hot because I had the temperature, I think set for like 70 70 degrees all the time, I think, maybe 75, but it's small, so it would cool really fast, but then once the AC turned off, it would heat up really fast, so it kept kicking, 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 kicking on, so I would go through so much gas during the summer because of having to always fill the dang generator just to keep the AC going, so it was like it was never ending, so summer was pro uh, gas, winter propane. And then on top of that too, I'd still have to pay pro for propane, not as much, but just sometimes because I'd still have to cook and the fridge ran on propane. So I think I was running about every week and a half, I'd have to refill the propane. So it wasn't bad, but still, that's a lot of money that I'm having to spend to run the generator and then, you know, run the, uh, run propane so I can cook and do, you know, shower and do all that. So like I said, so fortunate, I'm so fortunate I was able to do that. You know, I really, really am. But it was like, you know, maybe for a few months it would have been fine. But I was in there for over a year. And it was like the worst. It was just uncomfortable. There was no room. Um, like there was no room to put anything. Because you have like, I mean it was a bigger RV. But so you had your bed and you had like your couch and your like living room area, you would say. So I had like a TV and then you'd have, uh, like, your dining room. So there's, like, a dining room area. And then in the back, you have your bathroom. And then in the back, you'd have... I had four bunk beds because I wanted some space because I had my dog. So I wanted to, like, make him, like, a little area so where he can, like, chill and stuff. So I had all that. Well, so it was, like, a bigger... But still, there's just no space to put anything. So 
I mean, it had closet. It had a couple closets for like my clothes. And then like in the kitchen, it had some spots for like dishes and you know, all that stuff. And then the fridge and that thing is tiny. So you can't have like that very much food because there's no room to put it. And then you'd have like a other set of couple cupboards that I'd like put like dry food in. And then, but that's about it. And then the bathroom, you literally have your toilet and your shower and there's like maybe like person width, like space. And then you have your sink and stuff. So like not a lot of room. And the toilets in those things, they suck. Like they are n like, you should probably only use them to like go number one because you always have to get them you know, you have to pay to get them um, pumped and, like, get all, you know, the tanks cleared. So, it's better just to use them for number one. If you need to do your other business, it's best to use, like, a regular toilet because they're not friendly, like, at all. Like, they are terrible. They were, they clogged easy. Like, I was so over that thing. So, I mean, it was, it was definitely an experience to encounter, but I pray... I never have to do that again because it was literally the worst. And like I said, so thankful. I really am thankful to have that at least that and have something a roof over my head and have my own space and all that. And I'm thankful for the people that let me stay on their property. Um, very, very thankful. But it was terrible. Like, so terrible. So then, uh, yeah, after all that, I mean, it was just a crazy roller coaster of dealing with all that um but finally last month I was able to finally move into an apartment um so super thankful for that um so now I am capable and you know I have this area to work from home because if I didn't have that if I was still in the trailer I don't even know what I would have done um so that would have been like a stressor having to deal with all that and stuff so uh but yeah I'm so thankful I was able to get an apartment um, it's super nice. It's super comfortable. You know, I got all my furniture. Um, the only thing I'm waiting on is my couch, but the couch place closed at like four days after I ordered my couch and they were going to deliver it. And like the next week, I think I ordered it like on Thursday and they're going to order deliver it on a Tuesday. Well, they closed. So now they're not delivering it till I don't know when. Um, so I don't have a couch. That's my crappy thing. Um... But yeah, thankfully I have a bed, so that's good. And I bought a comfortable bed, so now I'm like super comfortable. I sleep on that thing like freaking I'm on clouds. And um, my dog sleeps with me. And he hogs the bed so much. I'm sure people that have dogs like understand what I'm saying. Because my dog, he doesn't sleep like a person would. Like, you know, straight up and down. He'll sleep sideways. So his like back legs are kicking me like, in my back or my stomach and, like, pushing me off my own bed. And I was like, this isn't a fair trade because I, this is my bed. Like, he has his own dog bed. I bought him, like, a nice, like, Costco, like, comfortable dog bed. I like him to sleep with me, though, because, like, I just like him being there. But he hogs. Like, he's the biggest hog bed. Or bed hog, sorry. But he literally, he'll kick me at night. He'll, like, punch me I mean I've been kicked in the face a few times by him and sometimes he like legit will sleep on top of my head and I'm like and he's like a medium-sized dog he's not very big he's probably me like 70 pounds 
and he's kind of like short and tiny. Um, he's a lab, but he can find a way to take up space because he'll just like lounge all out. And so he'll literally like, he'll come and sleep on top of my head, like where my pillows are. He'll like put his whole body on top of my head. And I was like, I don't understand why you do that when you have like a whole half of the bed. Like doesn't make sense to me. He's a weird one, I know. But uh, yeah, so I'm super thankful um, that I was able to get an apartment. Um, it's comfortable. Um, it's a two bed, one bath. So um, I'm able to have like my bedroom and everything in one room. And then in my other room, I set up like my office and stuff. So, you know, to work at home and all that. And I'll have like my guest room, you know, once this is all over, I can have, you know, friends stay or, you know, family or whatever, um, you know, and get all that done. But, um, yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm just so thankful after everything that, you know, has happened since the fire, um, and all that, like, I was just, you know, I'm so thankful that things are starting to finally get put into place. And then, um, hopefully, cross my fingers next month, um, they're going to start building my house back up in paradise. Uh, it's been a process. We've been waiting on a bunch of permits and, um, my dad is actually the one building my house and he lives in LA. So he's going to have to travel from LA up here with his crew to start building my house. So super thankful for him for doing that. Um, you know, he's going above and beyond and it's been a hassle because, um, I've been like asking him to, like kind of take care of everything because I don't know, you know, I don't know all the details and I don't know like what I need to do and what I need to get. And so with him living down there, it's been really hard because we've been trying to like communicate back and forth and like, you know, stuff. And I told him, I said, dad, like I have, you have to take care of this because I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, I don't know like the type of permits. I don't know. Like, I don't know any of that stuff. So I was like, it's just better if you handle it because if I handle it, I'm probably going to do something wrong and it's just going to put us back like even more. So I'm like, whatever you got to do, however long it takes, just do what you got to do because you know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing and we can get this done. So I'm like, whatever you got to do, just do what you got to do. And I'm thankful for whatever. So yeah, I mean, that's exciting. So hopefully, like I said, they should be able to start next month. Um, and barring any other setbacks, um, cause they still are able to build with everything going on cause you know, construction is still essential. So, um, I'm excited for that. Um, the house is gonna probably, you know, well, I know it's going to turn out really nice. Um, so I'm excited to see the progress that that makes, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been crazy since the fire. Um, I, you know, even after the fire, um, it just like, it was so much chaos going on because you had to deal with so many different things, you know, like calling insurance and calling this and doing that and this and this and this. And it's like, I hope I never have to go through anything like that again because my mind was in like several different places. I'm just like trying to get stuff done. I'm trying to stay freaking sane. Um, cause at first I was staying at my aunt's house and at first we had like no joke, like 10 people at her house. So, like, we're sleeping on the couches, on the floor, on air mattresses. Like, wherever we could stay and sleep, that's what we were doing. And then we're all trying to shower. We're all trying to go to the bathroom with only two bathrooms. 
And so, like, a lot of us were just losing our minds because it was just so much chaos, like, around. And we're all just, like, trying to figure out, like, what is going on. You know, like, what, um, what can we, like, do, like, you know, like, what, what do we do? We, like, a lot of us were... I think, me, I don't think I found out that my house was officially gone. I think it was, like, two weeks after the fire. Because we couldn't go up to Paradise. They wouldn't let us up there. So, um, yeah, it took us, I think it took me two weeks to figure out. I think my cousin figured out her house was gone very shortly after. Because she kind of lived on a main road. So it was, like, easy. And, like, she lived right next to a shopping center. So it was easy to, like, acknowledge that her house was gone. And then my other cousin, their house, their apartment actually made it, thankfully, so they were able to get um, the, like, all their stuff. They didn't lose anything. They were still able to get, like, their, you know, clothes and furniture and stuff they needed. Um, so when they got their other apartment, they were able to take that over there. But there, it was, like, bad smoke damage and stuff. So I think they ended up just tearing, like, that whole... Um, like spot down because it was like a big apartment complex or a duplex area I think and I think most of them burned besides theirs and like one other so yeah they were able to get all their stuff but which is cool because obviously it's so hard starting from scratch um because I had my Honda like I was driving a car because I had a truck and then I had my Honda and I was like I have to choose between either my car burning or my truck burning potentially like, I didn't, if, you know, I didn't know if anything was going to make it. So, um, I took my car and I had to bring my dog and he takes up, you know, quite a bit of space on a car. So I had to just like pick and choose like what I had to grab because like everything was happening so fast from the time the fire started to the time I left. So I grabbed my dirty clothes hamper because that's stuff obviously I wear. I grabbed a few like jackets that I would wear and then my important paperwork for my house um, and that's basically it and my dog like that's basically all I grabbed and just got on the road and started driving down to Chico and um, thankfully I lived kind of down on the outskirts of town so I was able to get out quicker than most because um, a lot of people were getting stuck you know, in the middle of town and stuff. And I, I got stuck on the Skyway probably for a good half an hour, I would say. Because the traffic wasn't moving. There was flames everywhere. So, it was just an all-around crazy day. And I remember, um, it was crazy too because, like, I think about this situation, like, all the time. And it gives me, like, really bad, like, anxiety because of it. Um, I was actually at a Kings game the night before the fire. It was November 7th, and I had won tickets um, to the game, and they were playing against the Raptors. So I went down there, and I was going to stay down there because I don't like really driving from Sacramento like that late after a game gets done. So I was just going to get a hotel and like sleep, and then the next morning get up and drive home. And, you know, then finally, like, I was like driving down there. I was like, you know, I'll just come home, like not a big deal, whatever. And so... Um, like now that I think about it, I'm like, if I would have stayed down there, like I wouldn't have been able to get home. I wouldn't be able to get my dog. I wouldn't have been able to get any clothes. Like 
I would have had nothing. Like, literally, with the clothes on my back, that is it. Like, that's literally what I would have had. So, thankfully, I made that decision to go home. And, you know, thankfully, I was there because I was able to grab what I needed. I was able to grab my dog because I don't know what I would have done if, like, that whole situation happened. Like, I think about it. I try not to think about it because it just, like, breaks my heart even, like, the thought that that could have happened. So, I just try not to think about it. But it's just, like... It's crazy to think about, like, how much different that day could have been for me if I wouldn't have gone home that night. So, super thankful I did because I still have my dog because that is, like, my child. And people that have pets know that, like, dogs are family or cats or, you know, whatever kind of animal you have. Um, but, yeah, he's, like, my child. He pisses me off to no other, but I still love him. But, uh... Yeah, so it's just been a, it's been a crazy whirlwind since the fire, and then yeah, I finally get my apartment. I'm super excited because I can have like girls' night and like have people over and like hang out. And um, I actually live in the same apartment complex as a couple friends, so they could like come over. I can go over to their apartment and we can like hang out and do all that kind of stuff. And I was just so excited to like have my own space. And I mean, I had my own space where I was staying, but I was like staying on someone's property, so like. This is actually mine, you know, I can like, you know, shower freaking for as long as I want with hot water, like all that stuff. Like I was so excited, but I was like looking forward to like, you know, hanging out with my friends and like having friends over for dinner, you know, whatever the case was. Um, and then this whole thing happened. It was like, literally, I think I moved, I got my keys on the 13th of last month and then I moved in. And then what was it, maybe a week later that, like, this all happened? Like, they put us on, you know, the stay-at-home order. So it's like, are we ever going to catch a break? Like, we went through the fire, and then now we're going through this. And like I said, like, I'm super fortunate, like, that I'm healthy. Like, obviously, you know, other people, you know, family, they're getting sick. You know, and all this stuff, so I'm very thankful I'm not getting sick. Like, I'm not complaining whatsoever. Um, it just sucks because... You know, you go through all that and, you know, you finally have stuff to look forward to and then this happens and then it kind of just like pushes everything back. So, but like I said, I'm super thankful. I'm healthy. I'm alive. Um, I have a house to be in and I can work from home. I'm so, so thankful, but I'm going freaking stir crazy. Okay. Like I'm bored out of my mind. And like I said, I, it's crazy because before this, like I loved being home. Like I did, I hated going out. Like, I don't go out ever, like, I'll go out to dinner with friends or, you know, like, go to one of their houses or stuff like that, but, like, I don't go out to, like, the bars or, like, anything like that. Like, we'll go bowling or, you know, stuff like that, but, um, so, but, like, now that I'm, like, having to actually stay home like they're making me, like, I'm bored. <laughs> like, I want to hang out with friends, I want to have game nights, I want to, like, have people over for dinner, but, like, we can't do that, so it's, like... People, we have to get creative, and so if any people have suggestions on, like, what to do, because I messaged my friends, and I was like, let's have, like, a Zoom, like, game night. Like, can we be on Zoom and, like, play games? Like, that would be fun. So I'm hoping they take up my offer so we can, like, interact and do something, like, weird. Um, but I don't know. I doubt it, because they're super, you know, they're both busy because they both have kids, um, you know, so... It's kind of hard. 
with kids and all that, so I understand, but, like, it'd just be nice to see their faces and, like, catch up. Like, obviously, we have text and message and stuff, but, like, there's just so much going on. We just, you know, like, we don't get to hang out, so it's, like, it'd be nice if we can just kind of, like, sit down and, like, chill and, like, talk and, like, like I said, we could play games. Um, so, yeah, if you guys have suggestions on how to play games on Zoom or, like, how to do any of that, like, let me know because I'm trying to think of creative ways to do it. To convince them to even do it so we'll see about that one but and then the other thing that sucks is there's no freaking sports like i'm a huge sports fan i watch freaking sports i watch basketball baseball football um that's about it really um and like we were in like almost the end of basketball season we had like 20 games left and the kings were like on a roll and I mean, in my opinion, honestly, I don't think we would have done enough to make the playoffs, but, like, it was getting exciting and, like, interesting there, because we're only, I think, like, three games back from the eighth spot, so it was getting super interesting, and then the night that they, like, they canceled the NBA, we were supposed to play the Pelicans, and that was, like, another team that was fighting for the eighth spot, so, like, that was a game to look forward to, and, like, we haven't had very meaningful games in March since, what, 2005-2006 season is the last time we made the playoffs? So, it's been a long time, okay? And I'm just sad because I miss it. And then we, we're just about to start baseball season. And obviously can't start that. And the Giants are going to, we're going to suck this year. I didn't see them being good at all, which, whatever. But it's something to watch and, like, get excited about maybe if, like, they're moving in the right direction. I mean, because they're just in total rebuild mode. So, you know, that was, like, whatever. And then, like, football's up in the air. Like, we don't even know what's going to happen with football this year. I mean, I know the draft is still going to happen in a couple weeks. So, I mean, at least that's exciting. Like, we can watch that. But, like, we don't know if the season's going to start on time. We don't know, you know, if anything like that. And obviously, guys, yes, there are much bigger problems in our world. I 100% I know that. I get it. But it just freaking sucks to, like, like, if we're stuck in this, you know, we're all stuck at home, like, it'd be nice to have, be able to watch, like, sports and stuff, and so I have been watching, like, playbacks of, like, games, and, um, because I know the, what is it, M NBCSN, the, the channel that the Kings always play on, they're playing back, like, some of their older games from, like, this season or last season, or a couple seasons ago, and then NFL Network is, you can sign up for that for the Game Pass for until the end of May, I think. And you can watch, like, a bunch of old games back back to, I think, 2011. And so, I've been watching some of those. But, like, I'm bored, y'all. So, if uh, you guys have any suggestions on stuff I can get creative with and do, like, let me know. But this is one thing I'm going to be doing is definitely doing more podcasts. Because um, now it's easier with internet and all that. Because in the trailer, when I was doing it before... I didn't have, I didn't have internet, so I was, like, doing it from my phone and with, like, my little setup, but now I can actually get everything set up and, you know, do, starting to do more creative stuff, so, um, if you have any suggestions on that, let me know about those, but, yeah, I figured I just kind of wanted to give, like, a recap on, you know, the last year and a half of my life, I guess, you know, with the whole, whole fire thing and all that, um, I don't really like to like talk about it a whole lot because it just brings up those bad memories but you know 
sometimes you just have to get it out and talk about it. You can't always bottle everything in. So, um, and that's, like I said, in this time, it's super hard because a lot of people were like by ourselves. We can't be surrounded by friends or family. So, you know, we kind of get back in that dark place. So I just want to let you know, anyone that does listen to this, if you are in a bad place, like message me, I don't care. Like, I'll talk to, you know, I'll talk to you, I'll get you through it. Um, like, I don't want people, you know, getting into, like, a deep depression or, you know, anything like that during this time. Because I know how easy it is to do in situations like this because you're so isolated and so alone. So, yeah, if, you know, shoot me a message, talk to me about freaking whatever, I don't care. Like, I'm here for anyone. Um... You know, I'm friendly, I'm not mean. I may look mean, but I'm not mean. I can be mean sometimes if it's necessary, but I'm very nice. I'm just shy at first, but I'm a very nice person once I open up. So, you know, just shoot me a message. I don't, I, you know, whatever it is, I don't care. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, that's, you know, about it that's going on. And like I said, I'm going to start doing more, more episodes and get more interactive. And then with a draft coming up, I'll start talking about the draft a little bit. Um, but yeah, I kind of wanted to just get on and talk to everyone and, you know, kind of recap the last year and a half of my life and, you know, say a special shout out to, you know, all the people that are working on these, you know, during these tough times, you know, grocery store workers and, you know, fast food workers and restaurant workers and, um, obviously all the doctors and nurses and, you know, medical people that are having to work in this time because that's definitely scary because they are seeing firsthand everything that's going on um but yeah it's it's so crazy actually before I get done um I saw a joke and it was like because like the whole thing like you know like fast food workers want the minimum wage to be $15 an hour and all this stuff and everyone makes a joke they don't deserve it blah 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 and it's just funny to me that now in this time like those are the people like we're actually relying on as grocery store workers and like fast food workers because we have nothing else. So I just thought that was a funny thing. Because I'm like, well, kind of shit, that's true. Like, they're the ones that are, like, out there, like, putting their lives at risk for us. And, we, like, people were dogging on them because they were, you know, like, wanting this money an hour. So I kind of thought that was a little funny. But anyways, uh, it was uh, nice talking to you all. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Trailer Trash Sports with Liz. And obviously, it wasn't a sports episode, but... It's my podcast. I can do what I want. So um, until next time, guys, I'm out.